Welcome to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James, the exciting new show within a show that gives you, the listener, both a thrilling mystery and a peek into the world behind the scenes. Brought to you by Bizzo Soap, the versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, gets your white sparkling white, keeps the colors of the rest of your laundry at their brand new brilliance, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo Soap for the Bizzo Busy Woman. It's promotion time for the cast and crew of The Case Files of Eddie James. They're not getting promotions. Rather, they are participating in an event promoting their sponsor in the parking lot behind the studio. Excited fans are lined up to meet Russell, Lorraine, Clint, and Phil, while Millie, Barney, Roberta, and John participate in a contest to see who is the best dishwasher. Using Bizzo soap, of course. How did we get stuck doing this while the others just sit around and sign autographs, Millie? It's only for a little while, Barney. Phil and Lorraine will come and trade places with us soon. Besides, the fans love it. There are more watching us than getting photos. Eh, true. I still want to cream Russell with a wet sponge, though. Right on that Italian Swede jacket of his. Shh. You don't want the fans to hear you, especially the one doing dishes with us. You'll get your chance. Oh, I'd leave the jacket out of it, unless you want to pay $500 to replace it. $500? Oh, I don't think my whole wardrobe costs that much. If it didn't, you're an excellent shopper. You're always impeccably dressed. Aw, thanks, John. Don't tell anyone, but I make a lot of my clothes. I made the dress I'm wearing, come to think of it. Wow. I thought it was from Paris. I wish I could sew. Oh, it's not that hard. I could teach you. Thanks. I'd like that. Greetings, friends! Ha <laughs> ha! I have been sent to judge your Herculean efforts. Herculean? We just washed a bunch of dishes. For me to engage in any domestic chore would truly take the order of a god. <laughs> so, what have we here, Sir Fuller? Mm. Ah, you missed a spot on this bowl. And tut-tut, there are streaks on this table knife. Hmm? We need to see ourselves in our utensils. Hi, guys. What's going on? Russell is judging the washing up contest. Oh, this I gotta hear. So how did Millie do, Russ? I was just about to find out. Ah, <laughs> excellent work on the teacups, Millie. Even the handles are gleaming with cleanliness. And the plates are just as spot on in their spotlessness. Oh dear, you have stains in the bowls of your spoons. Oh, so close to perfection, yet so far. Now, to view the work of our other contestant, Mrs. Wilbur Farnsworth, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, Mr. Banks, you can call me Imogen. Imogen it is. Do call me Russell. Yes. Yes, yes, well, that's it. The winner of the Bizzo dishwashing contest is, without a doubt, Mrs. Wilbur Farnsworth. Oh, dear, Imogen, your prizes consist of a year's worth of Bizzo soap and a kiss from yours truly. <laughs> oh, my! Nah, nah, I can't kill him. He just charmed the socks off the whole crowd. Well, he'll get his someday, don't worry. We all get what we deserve eventually. Agreed. 
Only for him, I hope it's sooner rather than later. I think it'll be sooner. And I think it just might be in the form of Clint. Look at the way the women are clustered around him. Far more than Russell ever had. <laughs> yeah, that gives me an idea. Uh, hey, Clint! Oh, excuse me, ladies. Yes, Phil? How far do you think you could throw a bar of Bizzo? Gee, I don't know. At least some center field to the pitcher, if you know what I mean. Uh, Russell, you did a baseball picture. You must be able to throw a ball or, or a bar of Bizzo. Certainly, and well at that. <laughs> hey, why do you ask? I think we should have a little exhibition for all these fans as the last event of the day. Let's see how far each cast member of Eddie James can throw a bar of Bizzo. Uh, would everyone like to see that? We can use this space between demonstration stalls. I'll stand here to keep an eye on where the bars land. The rest of you go to the other end. What's going on over here? You're just in time. We're going to have a little unscheduled contest to see who can throw a bar of Bizzo the farthest. Yeah? Count me in. Oh, good. Go join the others. Okay, everyone line up side by side. Roberta, please hand everyone a bar of Bizzo. Thanks. Okay, one at a time, starting with Barney. Throw your bar. On your mark, get set, go! Oh, 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 Well, don't that beat all? Lorraine, you outthrew me by a good ten feet. Actually, it looks like Lorraine's bar went the farthest. And, Russell, yours came in last. I probably should have told you. I played with the Grand Rapids Chicks for a year, second base. Uh, the women's baseball league team? Oh, wow. What, were you part of their championship team? No, unfortunately. I left to join the Waves before that happened. Oh, I have been bested by a ringer. I declare the contest null and void. Uh, you were bested by everyone, Russ. The only one who has the right to be mad is Clint. And uh, I'm not mad at all. The best man, uh, <laughs> sorry, person won. I say the winner buys the drinks. And as we're done here, she can buy them right now. Okay, but early night, please. We're recording in the morning, and the Magnus Campbell case is going to take a lot of energy. The city is a lonely place. I know, I walk its streets. I'm Eddie James. Being a lonely man in that lonely city gives me a chance to see things other people miss. And that makes me a good detective. Walk with me and see for yourself. Hollywood isn't its own city. It's actually part of Los Angeles. If it was its own city, it would have to have a mayor, and there's only one man for that job, Magnus Campbell. Magnus is the unofficial mayor, or... Maybe ambassador is a better title. His main purpose in life is to entertain the tourists on Hollywood Boulevard, for a price, of course. He'll do almost anything. Lead people on walking tours, sell trinkets his wife makes, pose for pictures dressed as a movie star, take photo portraits in the backdrop booth he painted himself. 
everyone in Hollywood knows Magnus. His Scottish burr and Scottish red hair are hard to miss. He can be uh, a little annoying, but he's so happy-go-lucky it's easy to forgive him. That's what I always thought anyway. He sure seemed fine when I stopped for a chat on the way to work one morning. Later, I'd find out he was anything but. Welcome to Hollywood, California, one and all. This is the place where dreams are made. And dreams are dashed. Ha <laughs> Eddie James. A good and well morning to you. On the way to solving abstruseness, are you? <laughs> well, with any luck. How's business? Ah, oh, that's a question for me, missus. Uh, Flora, love, how do we fare? Always just a step ahead of the bell collector. But business is good. And what is the business of the day? Photography. It makes us the most money by far. Tours love it. Oh, they do indeed. Portraits in me wee booth or in front of Grauman's or the like. They want all of it. Fancy one for your desk or maybe as a gift for a lady friend? Thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to look at myself and the only lady friend in my life is Susie. She gets to see the real thing every day. Ah, too bad. Do, uh... Do send your clients this way, though. Uh, maybe they would fancy a photographic masterpiece. <laughs> sure. Hey, Magnus. Did you see what's setting up in front of the Egyptian? Oh, hi, Eddie. Long time no see. You haven't been by the stand for a paper in ages. Hi, Faye. Well, sure I have. You just haven't been there. Little matter of taking bets on the side that attracted the attention of the men in blue, I hear. <laughs> Oh, yes, that. All a big misunderstanding that's all straightened out, promise. I'm nothing but above board now, I swear. What is setting up at the Egyptian fee? It looks like... Oh, Magnus, there you are. You've got to do something. They're making such a mess, taking up the whole sidewalk and everything. I don't see how people are going to get into my shop. You're looking at me funny. Well, Faye did tell you, didn't she? Not as yet. Uh, they who, Trish? Faye really didn't tell you that already? Oh, sheesh. I thought it would be the first thing out of her mouth. Nay, she insisted on making small talk with the Seamus first. So what is all of this hullabaloo about? Magnus, Magnus, I need your help. They're telling me I can't set up my shoeshine stand in my usual spot. That's not right. I pay for that spot. Let's it's go okay. We all deserve that spot. Faye, Trish, Bart, settle down. For heaven's sake, who is making a mess and blocking the sidewalk? Gordon Summersby. You'd think he was king of California, the way he goes on. And he hasn't even been elected yet. Gordon Summersby. Gordon's... That name sounds familiar. Oh, he's a daft Ken what owns the Gordon's Market chain. Fancies himself a big political, so he's running for office. I must have set up one of his rallies. All right, I've seen the posters. Gordon will make it summers be all year round in Tinseltown. One of the dumbest slogans I've ever seen. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Unfortunately, he has the right to campaign. But tell you what, everyone. We'll just go attend this uh, rally of his and uh, let him know what we think of him and his platform. Yeah, yeah that's we'll show him yeah. Sure us. Yeah. Well, I'll leave you to it. Good luck shouting him down. <laughs> we'll need it. There's a voice of an angry bull, and that's without a megaphone. 
Let's go, everyone. Time to outstomp the stomper. I was kind of sorry I missed that confrontation. We could have used a laugh. Gordon Summersby didn't have a chance against Magnus. He couldn't win a debate against a third grader. He couldn't take credit for the markets either. They were founded by his father, Gordon Sr. Magnus, on the other hand, was the son of a factory worker. He didn't make it to high school, never mind college, but he knows far more than Summersby ever could. I mentioned the episode to Susie when I got to the office. Susie's my gal Friday, or as she likes to put it, my sidekick. Turns out she'd seen one of the rallies, and it had been a real eye-roller. Luckily, no one seemed to be taking him seriously. We dropped that topic after that and focused on the case we were working on. I forgot all about Magnus until the next morning, when he forced me to remember him by walking, or rather, bursting, into the office. Take a look at this, Mr. James. I had the teller give me our current balance when I went to the bank today. We actually have $459.18 in the account, and our bills are paid. That's it. Just for that, I'm taking you to dinner. Let's do Ciro's or the Macambo so you can wear that gold dress you earned from your first case. Really? No joke, Eddie? I'd love to. <laughs> no joke. You deserve it. You've been working hard. And so have I. What you really need is a real date, but, you know, can't help with that. Oh, of course not. Actually, I've been on a couple of lately same guy and every- Eddie! Eddie, I need your help. It's a matter of life or death. Sorry to bust in like this, Eddie, but this time he's not exaggerating. Uh-oh. What's wrong, Magnus? Flora? What's wrong? Everything! My home's been ransacked. Me wee office where I keep me merchandise and me dark room have been nearly completely destroyed. And to top it all off, someone tried to run us over on the way here. I want to know why, and I want to know who, so I can return the favor. Did you call the police? Of course I called the police, you daft wench. Magnus Campbell, don't you ever speak to a woman like that. Oh, oh I, I, I'm sorry, Susie. I didn't mean that. I'm just upset about the whole thing. Start at the beginning, Magnus. When did all this happen? Well, I don't know for sure. Flora and me worked all day yesterday afternoon taking photographs. Around six, I went to the office to develop the last of the film, and I found it in a terrible state. Everything was topsy-turvy. Most people in town know we live in a flat above the London shop. I worried that was hit too, so I hurried over while Flora was waiting for the cops. Sure enough, it looked like the aftermath of a hurricane. Hmm. Is anything taken? <laughs> Aye, now that's why I come to you. You are the smart one. Nay, as far as we can tell, not a thing were taken. Not even my jewellery. My pearl necklace was still in its box. Well, that's a conundrum. Aye, that's exactly what it is, Susie. A conundrum. An abstruseness of the most abstruse kind. We've done nothing to incur the wrath of a single soul. Not even Gordon Summersby? You were on the way to give him a piece of your mind when I left you yesterday. Him? <laughs> he wouldn't dare. If he got caught, that would be the end of his days as a politician. Besides, by the time I got to his rally, he was almost through. I took a few photographs to document the problems he was causing, but I didn't even speak to the man. Didn't seem to be a point with him closing up and all. I'll send the photos to the city council with a demand for them to stop granting him permits. <laughs> oh, so you still have the photos? I have them. Not on me. 
I developed them right after I took them, then Flora and me toddled off to the pig and whistle for a, a wee bit of lunch. I took the photos with me to look at while we ate. Took me camera too, which I don't always do. That camera is the most valuable thing I own right now, thanks to those darn robbers, so I put it and the photos in a safe place until I get my things sorted. Oh, that reminds me. I want you to hold this envelope for me, Eddie. It, uh, it contains me will, among uh, other things precious to me. Oh, Magnus, I don't think... Uh... Please, please, I won't rest easy if that's still in my hands. I need to know it's safe. For the future and all. Uh, okay, fine. Ah, oh, thanks. Well, we'd better get back to the shop. I'm gonna lose a whole day of good work putting things to rights. Catch that miscreant who did this and find out why he did it, Eddie. Oh, uh, aye, about your, uh, about your fee, I, uh, I, I don't have much, but I, uh, let's see, I, I can give you a tenner to start. Nah, nah, your money's no good here. I'll take the case as my civic duty, right, Susie? <sighs> I should never have told you the bank balance. Right, Eddie? Ah, you're a good lad. Thank you. Thank you both of you. One other thing. About this near hit and run. Did you get a good look at the driver or the car? I'm afraid not. Flora and I were about to cross Highland when it flew out of nowhere and screeched around the corner. Oh, missed us by a whisker. It was a black Ford coupe, about three or four years old, I think. And there was a man driving, a big one. But that's all I saw. No, it's better than nothing. Go get started on the cleanup. I want to make a couple of phone calls, then Susie and I will join you. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Come on, Flora. Time's a-wasting. I don't think he told us everything. Do you? Nah, Magnus never tells anyone the whole story of anything. I bet he does know why he was attacked, but he's too afraid to say and hopes we can figure it out on our own. Let's start by checking to see if he really did report the break-ins. Wayne will be able to tell us. You, put the phone down. Yeah, put the phone down. Okay, the phone is down. Now what? You listen, and you listen good. We know Magnus Campbell was just in here. What did he tell you? Magnus, in here? <laughs> now, why would he come in here? We don't know, smart guy. That's what we want us to tell you. You're such a dope, Peanuts. You got it backwards again. Oh, uh, sorry, Jukebox. I mean, Flatfoot. That's what we want you to tell us. But if he didn't come in here, then I couldn't tell you that. Huh? Look, we don't want no funny stuff. Just tell us what we want to know, or it'll be lights out for both of you. Oh, jukebox. Boss said no rough stuff, remember? He said if they don't cooperate to warn them, then we do the rough stuff later. <laughs> oh, yeah, Don. Let me see if we have this straight. You assume someone named Magnus came into our office. Based on that assumption, you want to know what he inquired about, correct? Uh, I think so. Well, you go back and tell your boss that Magnus didn't want anything from me because he wasn't here. Are you sure? Because we could swear he walked in here. As sure as my eyes are green, big boy. And you know what green eyes on a day means, 
don't you? Oh, sure. It means, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I can say that mixed company. You can't. But I can say this. You two listen. And listen good. If Magnus Campbell shows up and asks either of you to take a case for him, you say no. You take that case, and it'll be curtains for the two of you. And if it gives you anything, you give it to us. Got it? How very theatrical of you. First lights, now curtains. <laughs> yeah, we heard you. Good. Because we got our eye on you. Yeah, yeah, a hawk eye, because we'll be watching you like one of them bald eagles. <laughs> Let's go, Jukebox, for now. What was that all about? I don't know, but I'm beginning to have a guess. I recognize those two. The tall one is Cecil Jukebox Parker. The little squat one is Marion Peanuts Thomas. They've been two-bit thugs and strong arms for hire longer than I've been a detective. Lieutenant Hadley. Wayne, it's Eddie. Why are Jukebox and Peanuts loose on the street again? Well, they did their time for the last job. They were released uh, about a week ago. Why? They were just in my office to warn me off taking a case for Magnus Campbell. Any idea who they're working for? Uh, not a clue. Their last boss was killed in a prison riot. There's talk they're the ones who did it, but there was no proof. Why does Magnus need to hire you? Oh, yeah. He reported his office and flat got broken into. That's why he hired us. He swears he had no idea why anyone would do that. He also said he was nearly hit by a car this morning. So, any chance Jukebox and Peanuts use someone's 46 Ford? Eh, there's always a chance. I'll ask around. While you're asking. Also ask about Gordon Summersby. I've always thought he was just smart enough to know he has to keep his nose clean, but maybe he isn't. Magnus went to break up one of his rallies yesterday, and I got the feeling it wasn't the first time. Maybe Summersby decided to warn him off. <laughs> that would be a pretty dumb thing for an aspiring city council member to do. I'll look into it, though. Summersby is pretty dumb. Where'll you be for the next hour or so? Magnus's office. I want to see the damage firsthand. Maybe a clue's been overlooked. Susie and I went over every inch of both Magnus's office and apartment. If there was a clue there, we didn't find it. There were no fingerprints. I could tell from all the gray powder on the doors, and no other indication of who had done it. Wayne stopped by while we were searching. Jukebox and Peanuts had dropped out of sight, he told us. There was no connection between them and Summersby as far as he could see. And other people had reported the near hit and run, but none of them could provide anything other than it was a black Ford. Two dead ends. I hate dead ends. Now there wasn't much I could do about them that day, though. I'd promised Susie I'd take her out to dinner, so I decided to forget the dead ends for the night and keep that promise. Good thing we went, and not because T-Bones was special that night. Thanks again for this, Eddie. I never thought I'd get a chance to go to Ciro's. It's even better than I imagined. You're welcome. You deserve it, especially in that dress. You look like a billion bucks. <laughs> a billion, huh? 
Must be all the gold sequins on top of the gold silk. I caught more than one starlet ogling this dress, you know. I'll have to tell Mr. Farrow. <gasps> oh my gosh, is that Rick Blanchard? Rick Blanchard. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I would never guess you to be starstruck. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, um, well, I didn't. He did, actually. He, 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 he did what? Are you trying to tell me you... No. He ran into my car when I was stopped at a stoplight. I almost had to sue him to get the repairs paid for. It wasn't his fault I had to sue. It was his accountant's. He thought I was lying. Rick stepped in and ordered him to pay me. He was honestly embarrassed by the whole thing. I didn't tell you about this before because eh, I didn't want you to bother with it. Hey, you wouldn't have bothered me. You never bothered me. You should uh, go over and say hello to Oh, 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 no, I'm sure he's forgotten the whole incident, and I would not want to bring up bad memories. Oh, jeez, he's coming over here. Good, he'll provide excellent cover. We need her right now. Huh? Susie Beck, isn't it? 38 Lincoln Zephyr convertible that I hit square in the back a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, that that's me. Well, my car, anyway. Do you still have it? I do. It's old. And it needs work, again, but I love it. It's a sweet little car. If you ever do decide to part with it, please let me know. I'd take it off your hands. I'll keep that in mind. By the way, this is my boss, Eddie James. Eddie Rick Blanchard. Pleasure. Eddie James. I've heard that name. Private detective, right? You handled a case for daring pictures once. Set sabotage. I did indeed. I'm surprised. I thought they kept that, uh, hush hush. They did. I just happened to be working on that set at the time. I'll leave you two to your evening. Nice to see you again, Miss Beck. You too, Mr. Blanchard. And, um, it's just Susie. Well, I'm just Rick to friends, just Susie. Remember, first dibs on the Zephyr. Here's my number, just in case. Bye. Holy cow, did that just happen? <laughs> yeah, and the timing couldn't have been better. I just found out who Jukebox and Peanuts are working for. A little uh, diversion helped me confirm it. Oh, who? How? How? Well, I looked across the room. Who? See for yourself. I don't... Oh. Wow. There they are. With Julius Fields, the man who makes himself out to be the most upstanding of citizens. Everyone knows, though, he's just a thug. He must be pretty darn confident if he's willing to be seen with those two in public. Ooh, who's the woman draped on him? She looks very familiar. Dixie LeBlanc. She's a singer. She had a hit a few years ago with that song, I Break Easy. Oh, yeah. Looks like old Julius broke her. She looks 60, not 30. Someone or something did. They haven't spotted us yet. I think I'll wander in their direction. Maybe I can get a hint of what's going on. Stay here. Okay. Just be careful. I'm bored. Let's go to that new club downtown. What? 
You said you wanted to come here, so we came here. Now we stay here. Oh, Paul. Then... Then I want... I want a new kind of drink. Something crazy. With, um... With rum and coconut cream. And that, that raspberry liqueur. Chambord. Fine. Jukebox. Go get her one. Sure. Hey, boss. Eddie James is here, and he's walking our way. Yeah? Call him over, Peanuts. You go get Dixie's drink. Remember! Remember rum, coconut, and Chambord. Oh, and throw some amaretti in, too. And, um... Oh, and, and creme de menthe. Yuck, crazy dame. Everybody knows you don't mix no coconuts and Chambord. Hey, Eddie James, get over here. Somebody wants to meet you. Oh, we've met. So, this is your new boss, Jukebox. Thanks for telling him not to kill me, Julius. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. James. There was no conversation about murder at any time, yours or anyone else's. Oh, I stand corrected. The threat wasn't murder, just, uh, Oh, great bodily harm. Hey, aren't you going to introduce me, Julius? Oh, Eddie James, Dixie LeBlanc. Dixie, Eddie James, the greatest Seamus in town. It's a pleasure to meet you, I'm sure. Pleasure to meet you. I enjoy your records. You don't say. See, Julie, somebody did listen to them. So why did you want to know if Magnus paid me a visit, Julius? Call it concern. I heard what happened, and I wanted to make sure he was being taken care of. If he hasn't hired you to find the culprit, I will hire you on his behalf. Oh, I didn't know you were so civic-minded. That's nice of you to offer, but it's been taken care of. I offered my services. Gratis. So you're already on the case. Good. Let me know what you come up with. If and when I come up with anything, you'll be able to read about it in the papers. Same as every other upstanding citizen in town. All my cases are strictly confidential. Hey, if the boss says to tell him stuff, you better tell him stuff. It's okay, Jim. Mr. James is merely following the law. I'm sure Magnus will tell us what we need to know if we ask him nicely. I hope you get this solved and quick, Mr. James. It would be a shame if anyone else became a victim. You're right. I would. That's why I won't let that happen. Good evening. Let's get out of here, Susie. I want to check on Magnus before Julius does. Okay. Did he give you any clues? No, but he did confirm that he was the one who sent Jukebox and Peanuts to the office, and he threatened in the nicest way to interrogate Magnus. Maybe we should talk to Magnus into going into hiding. Jukebox and Peanuts. What is with those names, anyway? Jukebox sings when he's nervous. Peanuts used to sell peanuts at Wrigley Field when he was a kid. Well, that's what I heard anyway. I haven't uh, had any dealings with him until now. Hey, Eddie. Eddie James. 
I need to talk to you. It's urgent. Susie, Dixie LeBlanc, and vice versa. Did Julius send you out to warn me against talking to Magnus? No. He doesn't know I'm out here. He'd probably kill me if he knew. So why are you? <clears throat> Not all that long ago, I was just Shirley Miller. See, Shirley Miller worked the concessions at Grommets. She was part of the Hollywood gang. Then a guy with a bunch of money thought she was cute and had a nice voice. In a flash, Shirley Miller became Dixie LeBlanc. I was the talk of the town for about five minutes. When the second record didn't go as well as the first, the money man disappeared. I couldn't go back to being Shirley, so well, I made some mistakes. Magnus was a great friend to Shirley. I don't want anything to happen to him. Nothing will. I won't let it. Maybe. And maybe Julius is too desperate to be stopped. You've got to give him what he wants. Give it to him and he'll go away and leave Magnus alone. Give him what? I have no idea what he's looking for and neither does Magnus. I don't know for sure, but I thought I heard Julie say something about a photograph to Jukebox. Well, that's what Magnus does, so that's not surprising. He must have taken a photo of someone or something, shouldn't have. I wonder if it's in the batches hidden. Let's go find out. Thanks, Dixie. If you need protection... I need an ounce of courage. One that doesn't come from a bottle. But thanks. I'll keep you in mind. Whew. I'd better get back in there. Good luck. What do you think? I think we'd better get to Magnus and fast. Magnus taken a photograph he shouldn't have, tried to blackmail Julius Fields with it, and gotten threats instead of cash? Well, possible, I guess. Magnus is always looking for a way to make a fast buck, but nah, I didn't think so. He's conniving, but not stupid, and taking on Julius would definitely be stupid. Now, could he have a clue as to what Julius wanted? That was a lot more likely. I remember the envelope he gave me and the exact words he said about it. It contains me will, among other things, precious to me. Precious might have meant the photos. We needed to find out, so we made a stop at my place to grab the envelope before we went to Magnus's. I keep all important items in a secret safe there. That was quick. So what was in the envelope? I haven't looked yet. That's why I was quick. See anyone around? Not a soul. That's not really surprising, though. This dump is in the middle of nowhere. We've got nothing but warehouses for neighbors. That's exactly why I took it. There's no reason for normal people to be in the area, so they always stick out when they are. That and it's nice and quiet at night. Open the envelope, would you? No, it's just his will. Wait a minute. There's something else in here. It's a claim ticket for a bus station storage. It sure is. So Magnus does know more than he's telling. He must. Why else check it? So, do we go claim whatever he's storing? I want to make sure he's okay first. Julius Fields is not known for his patience. Here's Magnus' office.
Mm, doesn't look like he's around. And that's a good thing. Let's just make sure the place is secure, then we'll go over to his flat. Well, looks locked and secured to me, I, and I can't see anyone moving around. Good. Let's get over to his place. We can walk, it's just uh, around the corner. Eddie! A woman was just shot coming out of Magnus's, and she looks like Dixie LeBlanc. It is Dixie. Is she? No, not yet, but she doesn't look good. Go call for an ambulance. Dixie! What were you thinking coming here? <sighs> Julie. Julie found out I was talking to you. He said he was going to come here and get Magnus once and for all. I couldn't let him do that, so I snuck away, and I got here first so I could warn Magnus. Oh, help him, Eddie, and get that scum and do it for Magnus, for me, for every good soul in Los Angeles. <sighs> The ambulance is on the way. Dixie! She can't hear you anymore. Do me a favor and wait here for the ambulance. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Magnus! It's Eddie! Eddie James! Oh, am I glad to see you! Come in quick! I don't think you're gonna be that happy to see me, Mr. Campbell. Dixie LeBlanc is lying dead on your doorstep. You know why, I'm sure of it. I want the whole story. Now! Shirley's dead? Oh no! Magnus, you have to tell him everything! This has gone too far! <sighs> You're right. It has gone too far. I was trying to prevent anything bad from happening. Well, I guess it didn't work. I had no idea a photograph could cause so much trouble. Hey, not this way, anyway. Magnus. Okay, okay. The other day at Summersby's rally, I took a few photos. I just wanted them to show the city council how disruptive his rallies are, you know? But when I developed the film, I noticed one photo had much more than a mere rally in it. I had captured one Julius Fields handing cash to one Gordon Summersby. There's only one reason Julius should be given Summersby cash, and it's not a legal one. One of them must have seen you take the picture. Aye. As soon as I saw what happened, I had to put it in a safe place. None too soon either, because the break-ins happened right after I left. You haven't tried to sell the photo to Julius or Summersby, have you? <laughs> no way! Do I really look as daft as that, Eddie James? I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, I will. Yes, you do, Magnus Ainsley Campbell. You'll do just about anything if there's a dollar to be earned. Nah, not this time, Flora. I knew the trouble there would be if that photo got out, for us as well as for them. I was hoping if I hid it away, everyone would... Forget about it. Oh, Lordy. Ye are one big dreamer, Magnus. She's right. It's never going to go away by itself. That photo needs to be in the hands of the police. I found the claim ticket. Is it for the Vine Street Depot? Aye. If you're going to go get it, I'm going with you. I can't let you face the danger alone. You're not going without me either. Someone has to keep an eye on his highness. We'll all go right after I call Lieutenant Hadley. He needs to go more than the rest of us. 
where's your phone? Magnus Campbell, open up. It's the police. Oh, guess I don't need the phone after all. You have excellent timing, Lieutenant. Eddie? What are you doing here? Oh, same thing you are. You just don't know it yet. Huh? Everything revolves around a photograph. Everything being messed up flats, murdered singers, and political bribes. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. One of the things I like best about Wayne, he gets things quick. I didn't need to give him much more than that. We formed a plan. The chance that Julius and his cronies were watching us was about 100%, which meant the chance they would follow us if we let them would also be 100%. We decided to let them follow us. Magnus and I would go to the depot together in his car without any police backup. Without any initial backup, that is. Wayne would wait to see if we were followed. If we were, he'd follow the followers. If we weren't, he'd head over to the bus depot directly. I couldn't leave Susie out, so I went down and told her to take my car and Flora and meet us at the depot. They could act as lookouts. We had every angle covered. We thought we had every angle covered. The Fresno Limited is now loading. Passengers, please proceed to the bus. The bus for San Diego and Point South will be loading shortly. San Diego passengers, please make your way to the bus. The coast looks clear to me. You see anyone? Not anyone we don't want to see. Let's get that package and get out of here. I have a better idea. I say we get the package. That's a gun in your back, Seamus. So don't try anything or I'll send your insides off with the next bus. Must you be so graphic? What's the matter, Gordon? Weak stomach? You'd better toughen it up. We play rough, don't we, Jukebox? Peanuts? We sure do. Yeah, you can say that again, <laughs> but you don't got to, because on account you just said it, and we heard it. How did you get mixed up in this, Summersby? I had you figured as maybe a little pompous, but not stupid. I... I was offered a proposition I didn't dare refuse. You couldn't refuse it. You didn't have the cash to keep your campaign going. I made a nice donation. A real nice donation. All I asked for in return was a couple of favors. Not a hard deal to make. You never, ever said murder would be part of it, you cad. I never said it wouldn't, either. Enough stalling. Give me the claim check, Magnus. Now. Drop the gun, Fields. You're completely surrounded. Try any funny stuff and we start shooting. Yeah, drop the gun, Julius. We're not going to let you hurt our friends. Or get away with one more dirty trick. Or bully us for one more minute. We got weapons too, you know. You touch one hair on my Magnus's head and you'll hear from me. I'd listen to them. They're plenty mad. So mad they insisted on coming with me when they came to Magnus's flat to see what all the police activity was about. And I told them the whole story. Boss, what do we do? They got the drop on us. I could cry salty tears. And I don't know that I don't like the looks in their eyes. Yes, but we still have our hostages. They won't do anything at the risk of getting them killed, will you, Hadley? No, but I will. Never, ever turn your back on your enemy. Take <laughs> 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 So you got oh, pow. pow! 
Eddie James, oh, I knew you were good, but I didn't know you were that good. You knocked all three of those thugs down just like that, and not a single shot were fired. Well, me and little assistance from the sidekick. Thanks, Susie. Anytime, boss. Hey, Summersby just grabbed Jukebox's gun. Oh, no, you don't, Gordon Summersby. Give me that gun. Now. Shooting Eddie won't save your career. Nothing will now. Take it. I could never use it anyway. I should never have gotten involved with you, Julius. You'd better put us in separate cells, Lieutenant. I'll kill him if you don't. <laughs> you? You couldn't brush your teeth without my help. Hey, that's a good one, boss. Yeah, I like that one. Make up another good one, boss. All of you, keep your yap shut and go sit in the paddy wagon like good perpetrators. <laughs> well? Well, what? Did you get the photo? I want to see what all the fuss was about. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. See sure. Show us the photo. Oh, we haven't had the chance, people. Uh, let's get it now. Uh, uh, clerk, I'm claiming... Oh, <laughs> yeah, you figured it out already. Oh, thanks. Here, Lieutenant Hadley, you should have the honor. Yeah, that would ruin a career or two, all right. Thanks, Magnus. So now that Summersby's out of the race, who's going to represent the district? I'm no fan of that idiot in office now, O'Neill. We need a new councilman. Someone good. Uh, I say Magnus should run. We know we can trust him to take care of us. Ah. Yeah, Magnus, Magnus. for city council. Magnus for city council. Oh, no. That's the last thing I need. I'd never be able to live with him. I appreciate your support, everyone, but... I think I can do more for you doing just what I'm doing now. On the other hand, I know the perfect candidate. What would y'all say to City Councilman Eddie James? <laughs> I'd say you have a better chance of getting a circus bear in office. I don't know. I kind of like the idea. Yeah, not that it would ever happen, but why do you like it, Wayne? <laughs> Less work for me. You'd be so busy arguing about the budget that you wouldn't have any time to come up with dead bodies. Oh, brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Case Files of Eddie James, brought to you by Bizzo Soap, the versatile soap that can't be beat for dishes, gets your white laundry sparkling white, keeps the colors of the rest of your laundry at their brand new brilliance, and yet is gentle enough for washing your hands and face. One soap for so many uses, which saves the savvy housewife time and money. Bizzo Soap for the Bizzo Busy Woman. Tonight's cast included Lauren Baumbauer, Val Coons, Max Levine, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, Rachelle Wasserman, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Coons, Sound Patterns by Val Coons. This has been a Q Footsteps production. Lamcha. If it was its own city, it would have a baba. It would have a baba baba bida booba. I love my baba baba ba. Booty booty, booty 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 booty. Oh yeah, that's really good. You should remember the Alamo. And now back to our regularly scheduled acting. How long has this been going on? <laughs> I'm going to start that whole nonsense again. One more time. <laughs>